0: Welcome to Fruiting Body Podcast with your host, Brendan. Today, we have another legend of a guest. First time on the podcast. This is Pearl from the podcast, Fitness in Common. Now, we're going to be discussing with Pearl today how she got this podcast started in Thailand. I think not only is it the number one fitness podcast in Thailand, I, I also don't think there's a lot out there to compete with. So this is revolutionary content and... Again, this is we know she has a big Thai audience, so I'm going to be introducing our English audience to Pearl, and we're going to learn all about her life and how she got into the, to the fitness industry. Uh, do not forget to like and subscribe. If you're already subscribed, that's great. If you're not, go do it now. We're waiting. Okay, we're good. So without further ado, let's get this podcast started. Thank you, Pearl, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Let's, we're going to jump right into it. Let my audience know who you are. Who is Pearl, where you're from, and what's your story? where do we start you, you, can, <laughs> you can start off even from your childhood and we'll build up from there and if yeah. if if it gets too boring we'll turn the Oscar music on and okay. we'll get it going a bit quicker
1: <laughs> okay so well um, a lot of people and a lot of my followers know me as like a spin instructor so that's where I started as like a you know a fitness instructor and in the fitness industry in Thailand so I used to do I used to teach spin part-time and then later on full-time and then it became a personal trainer and then teach a bar um bar class and then you know i teach in hong kong, i taught in hong kong and then moved to thailand during covid yeah basically. and
0: you're you're originally are you originally from thailand i'm
1: thai yes and
0: from where in thailand exactly well
1: um uh, my hometown is called supanbury yes but i i moved to bangkok since i was like about 14 15 for my school and then, yeah, basically Bangkok is home now. My sister is there. My parents are still in my hometown. But, um, yeah, I'm very close to my sister. So, yeah. How,
0: how did this all come together? You're studying at university. Were you going into health and sciences? What got you into fitness?
1: Well, it's kind of a long story. So, I in school, I actually, like, kind of nerd. Like, a nerdy one. Like, I, I study. My major in university is actually finance. So, I, you know used to be good at math and all that stuff. And um but basically I my active lifestyle started when I was a kid, basically. My dad into fitness a lot. He still worked out until now. Like he almost 17 now and he's really fit, like fit dad. Um when he go to the gym, everyone was like, you know, um you look like twenty years younger and things like that. So I basically got inspired, you know, or got, you know, everything he taught. Mm -hmm. Is basically influenced me, basically, to be an active kid. And then, you know, in school, I always find something to do, like during school break, like doing yoga and all things like that, that kind of active activity. And then when I graduated, I got an office job. And then... In Thailand. In Thailand. And it's basically kind of changed the way I like in, in terms of, like, my lifestyle, I like to move a lot. I like to walk a lot or do something active. But when I got my first job, it was just like, oh, shit, this is a lot of sitting down. You know, it's, like, long hours sort of thing. And I'm not, I'm not getting used to it. So i basically trying to find a solution of, like, what can I do to, to solve this kind of problem. And my job was basically started from, like, 7 a.m. until, like, 7 p.m. minimum. So that was really, really long hours of sitting. So I found like a, you know, a gym that I I go with. I went with my colleagues and just you know found some sort of break that we can go to. And I started to get back into a routine of fitness, and that's when I you know really get into fitness basically. Yeah. So
0: you're, you're able to kind of find this new passion and and like most people like even myself yeah when you jump out of university maybe you get into a corporate job that uh you know doesn't inspire you at which point can you recall when you're like you know i need to make that transition i need to do what i love
1: well my first job it was really stressful and then i was like by the year or two i started to questioning myself that like is this a real passion is this something that i actually like even though it's something that i studied before in in uni but then it doesn't really you know give me that fire of like that job or that passion so i quit the job and during that period of time is i have like about six months break because it's like a some some sort of competing contract that i can't work for another company sorry to
0: to interrupt um let's let's give a timeline to the audience what year are we at at this point
1: oh my gosh well this is 2023 so i'm thinking like seven eight years ago okay like eight years ago i yeah yeah anyway so during those you know six months time that i have like a break to think about what i should do with my life with my career i found this company that's you know Probably a lot of people know it's called Class Pass now, but in the past Southeast Asia, we have this company called Guava Pass. So it's basically like a membership that you can jump around gyms. You know that you not tie up to one gym with one membership. Worldwide
0: or just Thailand?
1: Well, before it was Southeast Asia, so it's you know Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, and every you know. But Class is got inspired from. The U.S. The company called Class Passes, so it's the same concept. And now Guava Pass actually got bought by Class Pass. Yes. So I used that member and I bumped into a founder of Guava Pass Thailand on one event, and I was, you know, chatted with her and things like that. And she was just like, you know, we actually looking for a marketing person. Are you interested? like to work for us we you know we start up we don't really need some sort of experience things like that and I was just like you know what that's interesting and I'm very I like the active sort of lifestyle and you know the job would give me that active lifestyle that I won't be I won't have to sit in the office the whole time so it's kind of like makes sense at that time that okay I have you know a marketing job plus I get to work out for free so yeah so that was the shift from from office office work to like entering myself into a fitness industry.
0: Yeah. Most people, when they're trying to transition, maybe you know their original career as they went to university and what they studied for, and you're able to make that move quite quickly instead of getting you know stuck in the corporate ladder. When you finally got, let's say, your dream job of marketing, was it everything you hoped for, or you know? Was it, were, were there some hidden things that maybe you weren't aware of? Or, or, or again, I guess the question is more like, was it what you were looking for? Did you find it?
1: Well, I think so. So when I shift to marketing, I found myself that like, wow, I surprised myself that I actually enjoy this job a lot is give me a lot of creativity. I still do marketing now, by the way. Um, so it's, it's really give me you know, kicked in in my brain that it helps me with creativity, works with a lot of people. I, am, I love socializing. I, you know, I'm an extrovert. I like talking to people, things like that. So it's, it's really helped and it's really, you know, give me that fire again after I shift that job to marketing and then working in fitness as well. I get to work with a lot of people all the time. So back then, I had to um, work with the gym owners and like with work with the trainers to come up with like a marketing uh, content for them, you know, how to promote their gyms to our members, things like that. So it's really, it's really fun and really, you know, lit the fire in my soul to yeah, like at work. least you can yeah. get out there
0: again and you're not stuck yeah. behind the desk all the Exactly.
1: So, oh. so after that, it's kind of entering me to a fitness industry, like I said. And then Later on, I found a passion of like you know maybe I wanted to become an instructor, become you know a fitness coach because I'm, I'm I got really into it, and then yeah I got myself a job as a, like a part time fitness coach and still working on my market uh, marketing job, but then so later on we moved to Hong Kong because of my husband work, and that's when I actually shift my career to full time. Fitness.
0: Were you able to still kind of use use this Guava Pass to connect to other um, gyms in Hong Kong? Because you said it was Southeast Asia, or did you yeah. have to find something completely different?
1: It was kind of new. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning. So Hong Kong has had Guava Pass or Class Pass as well at that time that I moved, like about four or five years ago. Um, so I used that as the customer to actually researching which gym am i going to work for them basically um and connect with people in the sense was just you know jumping around gym and just talking to people in that sense not really like deep down networking yeah
0: what was your first job when you got into hong kong was it fitness instructor yes and spin class specifically
1: yes so um spin yes so there's At that time there's only one spin studio and this studio was like the first in asia so the concept is like you know you're dancing on the bike it's like soul cycle i'm not sure whether you know soul cycle so it's kind of you're not just riding a bike um you basically ride to the beat of the music. So it's like clubbing, but you're sweating, basically. Um, it, like intense cardio, but lots of fun. Like, you know, you go in there. It, when you stress, you release all your stress out. You just scream out loud, blah, blah, blah. So basically, there's only one studio in Hong Kong. So I apply my job there. I got that job. And I got my certification done before I moved to Hong Kong. Like personal trainer and bar instructor. So bar is like uh fitness class that you uh, use a baliba bar to do a workout. So I basically teach taught three things when I when I was in Hong Kong. Yeah.
0: Now most people, I lived in Shenzhen, so yes. I understand Hong Kong very well. That was kind of where we would go on the weekends because, well, mainland China is a bit boring. Okay. um Now, where were you living in Hong Kong? Were you on the island?
1: I was in a Kennedy Town.
0: Kennedy Town. Okay. Yes. Is
1: that's. Hong Kong Island, Hong yes. Kong Island. Yes. yes.
0: The transition as, as a Thai female moving yes. to Hong Kong. Um, and especially we have an audience that's coming from the U.S. So they don't yeah. understand the difference between China, Hong Kong, Philippines or Thailand. OK, but then it's, it's kind of Southeast Asia. Yeah. But as a Thai woman moving to Hong Kong, how was the transition?
1: Well, it was really, to be honest, like Bangkok and Hong Kong is so different to be honest. Or even, like, if compared to Phuket, is so different. Like, Hong Kong is, like, high energy, super, super high energy. Everyone is, like, you know, work, work, work. Everything is money, money, money. It's business, you know. Even, like, as a fitness instructor, everything is so competitive. Hong Kong is, like, the east of New York, you know. It's, like, the Asian version. Like, everything is about money. People are aggressive. And everything is competitive even you know fitness coach everyone would think oh it's like you know a chill job like artists sort of the thing no like in hong kong we work like everyone would ask you like how many hours do you train now only two really things like that
0: they tried to add the pressure and <laughs> yes. i'm assuming there's other people with an eye on you maybe trying to take your position
1: exactly but um it was it was good in a way that kind of motivate me to work harder. Like if you in you know in Thailand, every everyone is like got you know relaxing energy, especially in Phuket, I would say survive, survive. Yeah, basically. So in a sense, it's kind of it's kind of good and bad, right? When you're trying to get job done, it's never gonna get done. It's gonna keep procrastinating because of the energy of the people or people that surround you. Um, but when, in, when I was in Hong Kong, I'm surrounded by competitive people. People that work really hard, work hard for something, you know. It's just, it's motivate me to work more. But later on, I got really burnt out. You know, I, I teach a lot. I, I used to teach a lot. And my problem was like, My voice started to, I started to lose my voice, you know, because I was working so hard and I never realized how hard I work because I just want to work as much as I can. Because as a fitness instructor, you don't get paid when you go on a holiday. Mm -hmm. So I work hard to, I can take off for a month in Europe, for example. So I can have money and, you know, expense to pay, you know, clothing to, to <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, yeah you're
0: working your hours you're getting paid for your hours it's almost yes. like freelance work at that level
1: exactly so that was the energy i kind of miss hong kong in a sense that um i miss the energy of it sometimes i miss a little bit of city you know the people and like the environment that like high energy and like really good for motivation for work and you are surrounded by really smart people did, did
0: hong kong change you when you came back did you find yourself bringing that competitive nature to b- thailand
1: totally when i came back i basically i i now moved to phuket because i don't want to go back to bangkok anymore after living in hong kong because it's both city is the city right it's a city city uh, city life. But after living in Hong Kong, I love how efficient things are. L- you know, public transportation is great. Pollution is, like, not that bad compared to Bangkok. Everyone is so efficient, you know, things like that. And I was just... I started to dislike Bangkok. The only thing I would go back is for my people, my family, my friends. All my best friends are in Bangkok. So that's when my transition was just, like, maybe... If, if not Bangkok, where would I live? But it's kind of by accident that I got into, you know, Phuket. It's during COVID, basically. I couldn't go back to Hong Kong. I came here for a holiday. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a 3 weeks quarantine all of a sudden if I go back to Hong Kong. And the hotels are packed for like the next four months. So I basically got stuck on the island, on, you know, beach life. Yay! <laughs> so I didn't go back and I fell in love with Phuket. Yeah. And did you
0: find that appreciation from not living in these cities? Yes, Phuket, it's quite quiet. Yeah. But there's still a lifestyle here. Did totally. That, did your mindset completely change during COVID?
1: Totally. It's kind of, you know, at the beginning it was like, oh, this is great, you know. Be, vacation life, beach life forever, like island life. At the beginning it was like, great, I, need th- I needed this break, right? Right. I needed my voice to recover. I need my body to recover. And it's recovered for the first, like, I would say, like, three, four months. It was great. And after that, I was just like, hold on a second. I need to do something with my life. <laughs> like, you know, I can't live on my Hong Kong money forever. I need to do something with my life. And, like, I need to do something for productive because Phuket is, like, a it's vacation island right everyone come here for a holiday so if i wanted here to be home i need to find something productive yeah
0: so what was that next step for you i mean i think we're probably jumping way too far ahead until we get into fitness in common and and the (laughs) podcast but before before that all came together what led you towards that
1: led me towards productive life getting getting
0: into what you're doing now yeah yeah you've grown an instagram following you've grown a youtube subscriber uh, like a lot of subscribers coming through there through the podcast walk us through the steps of how this all came together
1: well it kind of it's kind of long story so when i got stuck here i started to thinking like what should i do for a living career wise how can i grow if i don't want to go back and work for other people anymore. I have that mentality in my head that, like, you know, why don't I take this opportunity to work on myself, to be an entrepreneur when I can, when the the opportunity is available for you? Why don't I come up with something that I can pursue? So the first thing was I came up with so many ideas that I wanted to do here you know, bring something that Phuket doesn't have from somewhere else. Um, and I end up doing super cliche things. So I, my first thing was I, I sold, a, I sell now still um, my k- bikini brand called mm-hmm. Kini. So that's what I'm doing now still. So I came up with that idea because I couldn't find the bikini that I like, that, you know, um, can wear on a beach club and on a boat trip that I can look stand out, but the price is also approachable. So that's what I do. And then later on, it was just um, trying to find something else. What else can I do to to stay here and make a living here? And I bump into my friend called Ten. So Ten is actually from Bangkok. So he's my friend. You know, we've been friends for like seven, eight years now. And he used to be my trainer, basically. And I don't I don't have a lot of friends here in Phuket. Um, my dog has more friends than me.
0: <laughs> my, mine too,
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ten was like, you know, when you bump into an old friend, you, you're in a new city. You started to catch up with each other and hang out more. And basically, we catch up every week. And we started talking about the same thing. Every week, we like interested in the same thing every week like um, so we started to do our ice bath together and every week we went to our ice bath we go to our ice bath together we talk about what are we working on right now in terms of health and fitness like you know what what you do what's your morning routine what was your supplement right now what's your fitness routine what's your split now so we started like chatting 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 and then we were like should we do this on a podcast, you know? And we that were kind of like that moment, like light bulb moment that um, why don't we do this? Like not a lot of people do this. And we both love listening to podcasts. And we have this in common. And we, we took a long time thinking about the name. And it's so funny. Me and Ten, we only have fitness in common, mm-hmm. nothing else. Honestly, I tried to like talk to him about like, you know, what's you, what do you like, you know, movie wise or like food or we have nothing in common except fitness. So that's where the name came from. A lot of
0: now, there's not a lot of competition out there for a, a Thai fitness podcast in Thailand. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're probably one of the first pioneers to kind of jump into this piece of content. Now, you guys are sitting down. Is it every week, every other week? How often are you actually producing this content?
1: We post every week, every Saturday. Um, but sometimes we film every every other week or sometimes we just, you know, twice a week. Depends on our schedule. Yeah, but we try to produce as much as we can and keep it consistent like once a week when I, we post publicly.
0: I yeah. think the... To explain to the audience, because a lot of people might be watching this and they'll go, oh, that's great. I'd love to start a podcast as well. I think we need to be the bearer of bad news. Let's talk about building your first podcast and a general overview. It's expensive.
1: It is. It's expensive
0: and it's time consuming. So now we were discussing before you're lucky you had some equipment. You're still upgrading and growing. But correct me if I'm wrong. Tang, he's also involved in the video production as well. So if you don't have certain pieces, it could be very challenging.
1: Very, very. So when we first decided, okay, we're going to start a podcast together, we were thinking, okay, this makes sense because I'm in marketing. I know how to do good content. So so I'm a back-end person, basically. I'm a, you know, a sponsor, reach out person. I connect people. So I do all, I'm a social media manager, basically, and he's a production guy. So we were like, this makes sense. You know, we're a great combination and we have a content that we want to produce. So that's our advantage, I would say. Because if I don't have him, I have to hire a whole, you know, high budget sort of production team to film a podcast because mm-hmm. I have no idea how to do that and he, if he doesn't have me he has no idea how to do like seo or how to do social media how to produce you know good content without you know how yeah. to
0: distribute that content exactly
1: exactly yeah, so, so he's an execution guy in terms of you know visual and everything but i'm the back end lady basically so what
0: you don't have in common there kind of this energy is perfect yes as well. yes yes interesting So yeah what what was the intention of the podcast? Do, do you have an end goal or was it, you know what, let's have some fun, let's make some content and just see what happens?
1: Well, the purpose and the goal of starting it is because we wanted to share our experience. The concept was 2 X ex-fitness coach sharing our experience from what we did in the past and what we experimented, what good, what bad you know, from our own opinion, from our own experience that we wanted to share to the world. And I think health and fitness in Thailand is very narrow in a sense. Like, people have certain mindset towards things. Like, um, this this is the way to lose weight. This is the way to, you know, get healthier. This is, There's so many misconceptions in Thailand, you know, in, in in Thai health and fitness industry. So we wanted to share our knowledge, our experience that a lot of Thai people don't know. So that's that was our main goal that we wanted to improve everyone's life. And that's why we wanted to do in Thai as well, because you know, there's so many Thai people still don't know how to live healthily physically and mentally. Yeah, I've had yeah.
0: discussions with uh, health and fitness coaches and discussing the current um, diet of, of, of ties as well and how things have really drastically changed in the past hundred years, especially with, you know, additives, preservatives, these types of sauces that maybe were more organic a hundred years ago and everything's changed. Um, I want to jump into your thoughts on the standard Thai diet and the reality that people don't understand from the Western world. A lot of people will look at Thailand and say, it's so healthy, the food, it's amazing for you. But the reality is, a lot of it isn't. Now, before we jump into that question, uh, we're going to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, Five Star Marine. Now, Five Star Marine, they're helping sponsor this podcast. They're doing all this production and they're making this happen on a week-to-week basis for you. They are a private speedboat tour company on the island of the Phuket. You want your own... If you want your own speedboat tour of wherever you want to go, you want to go to PP, you want to go to Krabby, you want to go to Nga. you can decide that with them instead of getting stuck on these islands, maybe with a lot of Russian and Chinese tourists taking all these pictures and it's just going to be jammed and crammed. So go check out Five Star Marine. Link in our description or find them on Instagram, at Five Star Marine Phuket. And now we're going to get back to the main meat of that question, no pun intended, the food in Thailand. Yes. Let us know. Mo- Again, most people papaya salad. Yeah, it's healthy, but what is the sauce they're putting on? Can yeah, you can yeah, yeah. you walk us through your thoughts on the the current situation of Thai cuisine?
1: Mm. So yeah, there's a lot of misconception or like perception that everyone thinks Thai food is so healthy because it's so much vegetable and like so much fruit. Um, how are you gonna get fat by that? But if you looking at look at the statistics of thai people we have really high rate of obesity um because of the sugar sugar level of everything in the street food or yeah basically so i honestly i cook a lot because and now when i go out and eat you know street food my tongue was just like wow this is so sweet yeah
0: how are you constantly saying my Wan? Juan- and, and if you go and get a let's say I keep it simple, a pad Thai from yeah. the, the street food lady. Are you saying my Are you telling them what not to put in it?
1: I do. I, Sometimes I was just like, oh, uh, can you not put MSG in? How my, do, how do yeah. you say
0: that in Thai? MSG. Pong um, Chulot. Pong I I get this. I get this word all the time. And then you forget. I, I speak fairly good chinese yeah and i always have this saying like when people ask like you forget these words and i bring it back to like a word like balloon Uh uh-huh you use it like once and then the next time you go to use it you completely forget because you've only used it that one time and this word with msg i always forget Uh and i'm watching them when they're cooking i want to be like no don't put that in
1: Uh, and you know that is the msg
0: you can see it yeah MSG yeah. or sugar. It looks very similar. Similar, But it's a little bit more fine. So you yeah. know when they're putting it in. A lot of the shops do it around here. Why do they put MSG into the food? Is it that y- y- umami f- taste to it? Or it what is. is the reason?
1: It is. It's just easier to to make food, basically. And it's just addictive to bring people back to your restaurant, basically. Yeah.
0: And it's just tricking the mind that this is a good taste. and
1: Yes. So funny... Th- Funny thing, I, I saw on Instagram reorder the other day that a boy trying to make a Thai food and he posted all his um Thai recipe that he cooked at home. And there's one dish, he cooked Som Tam basically and he put an MSG on social as well. Like he put that as so many comments. It was just like, that's so authentic. Yeah. Yes,
0: <laughs> it's, it's very authentic in <laughs> yeah. Thai.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of... um. Perception that Thai food is healthy, but it's actually not. Um, I I posted about this before on one episode on Fitness in Common about Thai food. Like, how can we eat healthier? Because most of the people it was just like, and how am I gonna have time to cook for myself if I want to healthy? Uh, if I want to get healthier, when I wanna he- eat healthier. If i don't have time what do i do if i have to eat outside all the time or even in the office and this is what available for me what should i do so there's an option that you can you know if you go to a restaurant you can tell them oh no msg less sweet and you can always focus on eating more protein trying to hunt for that protein basically
0: when you're cooking at home you're still cooking thai thai dishes and you're just not putting in let's say the junk L- yeah. walk us through like what is your standard go-to lunch meal that you you're always consistently cooking you know you can go to that and you know there's going to be success
1: well i cook a lot of grapao for okay. sure yeah and my grapal, um the street food grapao, tastes so different because mine doesn't have a lot of sugar and doesn't have a lot of msg and Sometimes it's just like, why am I? Why is my not tasty like the one on the street? And then yeah, I figure out. They put a lot of other stuff in it.
0: Yeah, and your probably has has a more like a vegetable taste to it. You're using a lot of basil mm-hmm. as well in it. Mm-hmm. Now. For, for yourself and moving forward with your podcast and doing this content and getting involved in the marketing side do you have even a bigger plan for it besides the education do you plan to monetize it for anyone that wants to understand well why do these people do podcasts <laughs> what the hell are they going to get out of it
1: yeah so um the long-term plan so i wanted to build more on a interview side as well. So right now we don't have an interviewing yet. So it's just us two. So later on we will introduce, you know, some sort of interview content. So we wanted to invite um, interesting guests that in health and fitness and wanted to share their knowledge and their experience on the podcast. So we have much bigger knowledge Mm -hmm. pool, basically to share with our audience and to make money, I guess, um, we need to find sponsor that you know find us interesting and wanted to support us so that's the plan
0: okay maybe we'll hey five star marine go check them out <laughs> <laughs> they're sponsoring us it's no sean Stanning, he's a good friend he's been on the podcast a couple times and um even from what they're telling us from their side the podcast and in and, and sponsoring youtube uh cr- content creators it's it's the best avenue because your content can live forever. Instagram, TikTok, this stuff dies after t- 48 exactly. hours. So, yes. You can work on like we're doing some, we're always creating reels and content like this. I put like just enough effort into it because you could you don't want to put 9 hours into a reel. The thing's going to die in 24 anyways. Totally. Yes. What what are your thoughts on that and this type of content creation? Where do you see yourself um thriving the most and where do you like to focus?
1: Um Focus on like... like in, in terms of do you... You
0: know how like uh, Instagram real content, it's fun, it's easy, it's quick, you can be creative uh, to make that. Do, do you enjoy being in that world or do you enjoy making long the form. long form right, podcast right. content?
1: I actually enjoy doing long form a lot, like long form content. I think it's more... And I think long form is more sustainable and long term and more valuable to everyone. When I wanted to find something or I'm curious about something, I always find it on YouTube or a podcast that, you know, when I go for a run or I wanted to learn about something new, I always look for long form content. Instagram Reel is great. If you go viral or like TikTok, if you go viral, it's great. It's nice to see those numbers. It's nice to see new followers, million views, but it's not sustainable, and it's always going to like, it's, it's some sort of like a drug as well, in not a good way. So when you get really viral, you really famous, you want more. You're like, what can I do more to get that million views again? And is it actually valuable to people? You know, you see so many like stupid tiktok um that that was just went viral for no reason and you wonder why and you wonder like what am i doing wrong as like a valuable content creator that you wanted to share a good content but you're not getting viral and you're not getting good views and you started to question yourself and yeah it's not good for your mental health either
0: yeah you start yeah. chasing maybe what the algorithm is dictating as well exactly and, and then are you really doing it for yourself or are you pleasing others yes as well?
1: so right now we're trying to like share good content that okay short if, even the short content we're trying to keep it like it gives a little bit of value or at least a motivation for people to go do something for their health not just like a stupid reel that going to get viral so we 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 wanted to produce valuable content basically and i think you know this sort of thing has to come from passion and has to come from what you want to give to people and what is your purpose what is your goal and that going to keep you going going to keep you doing it for long term and money will follow
0: there, there's a saying be careful what you wish for and as you grow um so does the community And if you have a thousand nice people in a room, there's always going to be one not so nice person.
1: Yes, totally.
0: Your first encounter with these trolls, these people, maybe it's in comments on YouTube or comments on on Instagram. How do you deal with them? Are are, are you ignoring it all? And I think a lot of people say they can't and they read them all and they don't. And others like me, I might toy around with them, but I don't take it personal. I actually have some fun. How do you handle them?
1: Well, at the beginning, I was so emotional. I And I took it really personally. Um, the first clip we posted, so many people were just attacking like how much I say um in the clip. And I was just like, what? It's, it's just like a stupid comment. It was just like so much um in that clip. And then I I when I first started, I read every comment and this is this is why it's a good combination because i'm a feminine <laughs> person you know female and then ten is a you know a male person so we kind of like balance the energy and ten was just like you know you shouldn't read everything you know don't take it personally and this is so right now i'm kind of take it easier take it easy and just like you know if, if someone commented really badly just ignore them there's haters everywhere and just focus on the positive so when everyone say something nice and you know you so inspiring thank you for this content you know um so thankful that there's a this sort of channel in Thailand now things like that so i reply to those comments and i look for the positive more than the negative
0: after yeah. you heard that oh, i'm saying i'm um, too much sometimes i do as well um, sometimes we do fun. I do funny things with my hands Yeah, yeah, yeah. to be honest. I just don't care. Yeah. Um, I never go back and rewatch these podcasts because yeah. I was there. I did it. A lot of, fr- I know people, I had, I had a friend that said he, he rewatched the podcast four times. I'm like, why you're you there. <laughs> but back to my question, when, when you read that comment, the um, comment, and you went and did your next podcast mentally, were you focused on not saying it? Yes. And then
1: how so, long... Well,
0: sorry, continue.
1: So my f- our first episode, we didn't wear headphones. So I didn't know what I'm saying. So I didn't know the unnecessary words that I said. I was not conscious about it. So we're trying to keep improving from the comments as well that to make it more constructive. And But when it's like a comment that they disagree with our opinion, I was just like, well... I just said that this is is a podcast that is from our experience, from our our opinion. We're not doctors. We're not PhD. This is not facts, right? It's it's from the experience that we wanted to share to you. So if you're going to judge it, everyone's going to judge you in what you do in your life. Like I used to teach spin and now I enjoy lifting weight. People be like, why are you doing that? Why do you want to look so bulky? Everyone's going to judge you every step of your life. You just have to stand your ground and know what you're doing. What's your purpose? What's your goal? And do it, do your best. Yeah. At that moment well, in your life.
0: Yeah. Well, there, there's a quote I forget who said this. I can't remember, but it was basically along the lines is you'll never find a hater doing better than you. Mm. So it is what it is. And you kind of just brush it off your shoulders as well. I want to jump into the fitness side of your supplement regiment
1: what okay
0: i know this is we t- we've taken a turn and we're, <laughs> we're almost going to ra- wrap it up probably what time are we at oh 40 minutes okay okay we got it this see it goes so fast and when it's interesting and you want to ask these questions it's hard to you know the youtube gods they want to keep it shorter so we'll keep, <laughs> we'll keep it under an hour um jumping have you shared a lot of this information with your audience they might ask you you know pearl what is your supplement regimen what are you taking what should i be taking let us know what you're what you're taking now and why you're taking it
1: well um it's, it's it sounds like it might be a long list but it's actually not a lot so i take only the things that i think is useful for me so protein powder for sure to help me reach the protein goal per day so some people said that that you don't really have to you know drink whey or protein shake to reach your your protein intake but for me it helps me if i don't eat enough protein protein powder really help me secondly i i use moringa powder now so moringa is like a superfood it's like a so, a green powder. It help. It has antioxidants. Has lots of vitamins. Um, it helps with your digestion. It lower your blood sugar. Um, so that's two things. And um, what else? MCT oil. Um, sometimes I take creatine, but not at the moment. And fish oil, magnesium, zinc, vitamin D. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I think I'm
0: along the same lines. And over time, a lot of supplements, they try to sneak in. And then, you know, you buy them for that month. And then you kind of forget about them. I think Um, I was taking like a... Collagen.
1: Collagen. Yes. Are you
0: doing the collagen powders?
1: Collagen powder.
0: How are you doing the Moringa powder? Powder. It's very delicious. Yeah? You (laughs) like it? No, it it is not. (laughs) It's not delicious. No, no, no. But Moringa, um, it's famous... um, in Africa, a lot of Africans yes. take Moringa because they can't afford to see the doctors. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, they don't get colds. They don't get sick. They're, but they're taking, and people need to understand that, like Moringa capsules, you can't just take Moringa capsules because you need so much. Mm-hmm. You need about, I think, five to ten grams, which, I mean, five grams is a tablespoon. So are you putting that in water and chugging it back, or how are you taking it?
1: Usually I put in, like, two teaspoons only. Yeah myself in the smoothie so i can't really taste it at all
0: so you're masking it with everything else in, in there as yeah, well.
1: yeah in a smoothie basically and then at night i just have all my capsule like the fish oil the vitamin d magnesium help with my sleep mm. things like that yeah
0: we see so this is kind of a segue into that as well when you're living in Hong Kong, we're do- so we're doing mushroom supplements, but uh-huh. a big one from China and Hong Kong is something called Lingzhi or mm-hmm. Raishi. Did reishi. you ever come across any medicinal mushrooms or especially with it trending now? It's more trending in the US. I think it's just starting in Thailand. What are your thoughts? Have you heard anything about different types of medicinal mushrooms?
1: Um, I don't really have much comments on that. I haven't tried it myself, but I, I heard it helped with like focus. Things like that, yes. So yeah. I would, I would love to try it one day.
0: We'll get, we'll give you some after after <laughs> the show. You can give it a test. I think there's a lot of a psychedelic stigma attached to it. That's the number one question we get all the time. Oh can, yeah. Can I take this on the plane? while I go to jail? It's yeah. like, no. It's it's just a it's it's just a natural mushroom. There's no mm-hmm. there's nothing attached to it at all. You're
1: not gonna get trippy.
0: No, no. It's kind of the best way to explain it is psychedelic mushrooms are just one type of a mushroom. What well, we also have button mushrooms that you're going to get at the grocery store, right? Yes. It's another type. Are you going to trip eating mushrooms at night cooking? No, no you're not. So medicinal mushrooms, they're another form of mushroom as well. Actually, lion's mane is delicious. You can buy it. There's a place called Mushroom World. Mm-hmm. They grow their lion's mane there. It's kind of got like a, a crab texture to it. And when you fry it with onion, it's, it's phenomenal. Unreal mm-hmm. stuff. The other ones are like reishi, but it's kind of a hard uh conk to it so you're going to need to put it in tea and this stuff again is helping more with the immune system but the lion's mane this one is the best by far this one is uh promoting nerve growth factor so it's basically stimulating the mind and helping with memory recall which i personally find helps a lot in thailand because i'll be speaking to non native english speakers uh. and finally when you go back and call your mom yeah I need to speak English. And all of a sudden, we, you, I start to forget vocabulary. I don't know if you face this like living uh-huh. in Hong Kong. Yeah. Because you're probably speaking English most of the time. Yes. When you went back to speak Thai, you might be forgetting a lot of the words that you are comfortable yeah. with. Yeah. This is what Lion's Mane is doing as
1: well. Mm, yeah. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. It's, and yes. there's studies on it. So it's not this. I'm, I'm very like analytical. Like, show me the data. Yeah. You know, instead of just this pseudoscience snake oil salesman mm-hmm. type of stuff. As
1: well. And it helps with your productivity as well?
0: Um, l- well, we're using, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll explain that after the podcast because okay. I've bled my audience's <laughs> ears enough because I'm so passionate about it. I want to, as an entrepreneur, most entrepreneurs will come to the table and they will say, I want freedom. I want my own personal freedom. Mm. I want to build a product that gives me the freedom. I don't think that way. I think I want to give something to the world that they don't know about. And I want to educate the world. The freedom and the money is secondary. That will come. But if your primary is helping others, that should be the goal. And I hear so many entrepreneurs say this over and over again, like, okay, I'm getting into selling whatever they're selling. And that's always, why are you doing it? And it's always, it comes from an I perspective. But when you put people first, the money and freedom will come, I truly believe as well. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why my intention's behind it. I want to build products that I personally want. And I want to share that information with everyone else because mm-hmm. I think they should know it and they're going to have to learn. No, i <laughs> <laughs> um, before we wrap this up now, you've grown at exponential growth specific- specifically on YouTube um getting over ten thousand subscribers when you started at zero, those endorphins are flying around. Can you specifically recall the day where things just 10 tenxed, and how did you react to that?
1: Well, it started from Instagram actually that like that one clip of me saying you know getting up in the morning working out in the morning is the most difficult thing ever but once you got yourself up and working out and you got that done is such a win is such a rewarding thing is such an achievement that's like that clip went so viral um because everyone was just like I can relate to that like yeah it's fucking hard to like get up and go to the gym but once you get that done it's like you feel fresh the whole day you feel like a winner the whole day and I think it's like it's some something that we people want to hear that people were like I don't want to go to the gym today but they're looking at that clip and they were just like yeah yeah I want to go and get something done, and you know, feel like a winner the whole day. And this so, drove the
0: traffic over to the, the they're, they are able to uh, come over.
1: Yes, so that that was like the first clip that went viral, and then the second one I was talking about, um, the body image basically that every every Thai girls trying to achieve a certain body image, like I, you know, you want to look skinny like Dawika or like. A certain Thai celebrities and I was just saying that you cannot achieve anybody body you basically you have to be the better version of yourself trying to give them a you know a perception of Achieving a certain body image is, is just is just not good for your mental health. So that was the second clip that went viral, and those chalk clips, those short clips are doing great first, and then people were like, "Where can I find your channel? Where where can I listen to this long form? Where is it?" So that that's what when we started to gain audience more. I was just like oh this is our YouTube, we have our Spotify as well, we have our Apple podcast as well. So we are ha- we are everywhere but like you said people have such a short span of attention. So many people now still think that this just what we do is just short clips. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. We get that. We have our um a clips channel. On, do you have a clips channel on YouTube as well yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have a clips channel as well and we get comments all the time like why did you do this podcast in this clip format? We're like, no, this is a clips channel. There's actually the main <laughs> one over, over here as well.
1: Yes, yes.
0: You are telling me before you're listening to a lot of podcasts in the morning, especially if you're going for an hour walk or, some, or somewhere. Who inspires you?
1: Well, so my current podcast that I love listening are...
0: Besides us. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not.
1: <laughs> I love um, Modern Wisdom by Chris Williamson and Diary of CEO by Stephen and Huberman Lab, and what else? Peter Atiyah. Yeah,
0: Peter Teal. Peter Atia. Uh, Peter, okay, I'm not sure who he is.
1: Uh, his podcast called The Drive, I think. Mm. Yeah,
0: are you primarily listening to English podcasts or yeah. Thai? No Thai podcasts out there.
1: I listen to Thai podcasts sometimes, like, but once in a while. Yeah. Is, is there
0: a major difference between the content and thai compared to the english like is the message they're providing something you can connect to or why are you not listening to it as, as frequent
1: um i i prefer english content in a sense that there's no voice interruption or no sound mm. interruption i would say like a sound effect things like that
0: so like because you know, Thai, I guess like Thai YouTube channels where they're always these, yes, so they yes. do that on the podcast as well.
1: I th- there are some I I can't remember exactly, but there's some podcasts that I listened to it before, and there was just some sort of sound transition, and I was just like, "What's that?" Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I never, obviously I haven't listened to any. My, uh-huh. my ties is, it's okay, it's not the greatest.
1: But there are some good ones, for sure. There are some good ones. And I should listen to more of those to understand the market more. Um, yeah. Do, do you ever listen to your own back?
0: Yes. Often or?
1: Listen to my Your own podcast. podcast. Yeah. I do. I actually have to because I have to come up with the short content. Short ah, okay. content. So I have to pick up what is good from the long form so i end up listening to everything
0: Ah, okay at least
1: one time see what what
0: i do is i i time stamped one of my youtube videos and it took like four hours and i'm like i'll never do this again so i outsource the time stamping to a friend and he'll go sorry you have to watch this he's probably watching right now i'm like sorry buddy anyways (laughs) so he'll watch it and he'll time stamp it for youtube Mm -hmm. And then what I will do is I just kind of trust his timestamps. I will just take a like a screenshot using WeChat and I'll just take an arrow and port arrow to like maybe like six clips and that will go to the clips channel. And I send that to the production team and then I'll put a box around the ones that are reels then it's done. Then they just go do it and it comes in. Uh, Otherwise, yeah. Watching it back. I mean, I I don't, I don't even, if anyone's even watching this, that's great as well. Good for you guys. (laughs) Um, just before we wrap this up and again, thanks a lot for, for joining us today. Um, I want to shoot this back to maybe a message for your audience of future content, what's coming up and what are your plans for the next month and what can they expect to see?
1: Um, so we have a lot of supplements episode that coming up. We haven't really shared fully about what we're taking. Um, so and the benefits of those supplements that we're taking, and we have an ice bath episode because everyone know that we love doing ice bath weekly, and we post all the time on our personal Instagram. So that's coming up for sure. What are the, uh, the benefit and why are we doing it on a regular basis?
0: Will you be? Would you actually do an a podcast in the ice bath? No, we didn't. I,
1: <laughs> I I
0: tried my I've done ice baths before, but there's Lemonade Club. They're not that cold, like these ones. I mean, they're like ten degrees. Okay. And then at Bangtao Muay Thai uh, MMA yesterday, they actually had like a legit one, like yeah, yeah, three yeah, bags yeah. of ice. Yeah. I'm like yeah, I'll I'll give it a go. Yeah. I lasted like fifteen seconds.
1: You have to stay it, at least oh. thirty seconds, and it's gonna it's gonna get easier. It you was, have to force yourself to say that at least thirty seconds. Can you get
0: ice burns? And is it there? There must be a little bit of danger if you're too long. No.
1: Well, I never put myself for longer than I would say six minutes. Even though I can stay longer, I never actually push myself to stay longer. Because actually, if you stay longer than fifteen minutes, it doesn't really benefit you anymore. It's the same as like. 15 or an hour it's the same you don't have to be showing off that you know i've in the bus for an hour i was definitely not showing off
0: (laughs) everyone like i jumped in i'm like i i'm gonna get there what i found right away is i get a lot of knee pain yeah um because i do pretty like heavier squats i mean kind of massive no okay but i'm doing heavier squats so i get a lot of knee pain And when I jumped in that ice bath, I felt so much pain go to the knee. Yeah. Which I'm assuming it's the inflammation and it's actually probably helping with it.
1: Yes. That's normal.
0: I was only in for 20 seconds, maybe 30, let's say, if I'm lucky. When I got out and I I went home and I sat down, usually when I sit down, I got to use my hands because my knees are killing me. Yeah. The pain was all gone. Yes. I was like, "What? what the hell was that? Yeah. so yeah i'm sold on the ice baths now
1: yes yes phenomenal
0: okay we're gonna wrap this up i'm gonna shoot it back to this big camera here for pearl if you can just let everyone know where they can find you on youtube and instagram all your socials and all eight people watching our podcast right now will come follow you
1: Um, so you can follow me on ProKirati and Fitness in Common is my channel. And 10 channel is our podcast together. Fitness in Common on Instagram, YouTube, and all the podcast channel. And I have a physical store if you want to shop for my bikini in Phuket as well as called Swim and Gym in Rawai.
0: Perfect. I will take all all that information. We'll put the links in the description. We'll chop this all up into reels. Um, and yeah, you guys can enjoy it from there. So that ends another episode of Fruiting Body Podcast. Thanks a lot, Pearl, for joining Thank us. Thank you. Uh, and I never know how to end these. We're out.